Okay, here we are. This is an amazing edition of the Flippin' Sexy Real Estate Experience. We've got Maylee Nelson here, and my name is Dave Deal. We are your hosts for this experience. And boy, this is the inside look at what it's like to be a real estate agent and investor. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. This is the behind the scenes, right? Pretty much unedited, uncut, unscripted of what we do and how we do it, why we became investors and why we became real estate agents as well. We're going to take you behind the scenes of what we do at Flippin' Sexy, right? Before we jump into this episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. All right. So first things first, I want to interview you just a little bit, Dave. So how did you get started? Why should everybody listening to you? Why are you such a rock star? Why did you become an agent? Tell us a little bit about Dave Deal. That is an awesome question. So I got into real estate, gosh, it's been almost five years now, um, you know, probably coming up on six. And, you know, we had bought our first home um, at 20, let's see, I was 23, my wife was 21. And it was a flip that somebody had done. It was 2012. So coming out of the recession and prices were still fairly low at the time we were thinking, man, um, you know, we want to try and find a house for 150,000. And this is in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, You think about that now, that's just unheard of. But we thought, okay, our budget's 150. We couldn't really find anything in that range, but we ended up finding something for uh, 200,000 is what they had it listed for. And we were able to negotiate off uh, about 5,000. And so we came in and this was actually my first experience too with um, non-traditional financing. So at the time, my wife and I couldn't qualify. Um, You know, I was still going the entrepreneurship route. She had a job um, teaching uh, as a speech therapist um, at at a local elementary school. And so we couldn't qualify. And so we thought, okay, well, how do we do this? I started reaching out to a few people that I knew and I found somebody who ended up actually being um, a really good relative of ours and they, you know, weren't getting a great rate of return in where their money currently was. And so I said, well, look, we'll give you a 4% rate, which at the time, you know, the mortgage rates were about that, maybe a little bit higher, but it was a fantastic return. Um, We were able to set it up. So we had a seven year uh, payoff is when we had to pay them off and refi out. Um, and then it was, you know, amortized on a 30 year mortgage. And so I had come, I recently before this, I was in a crazy car accident, had a little bit of money left over. And so we took that money and said, what do we invest in? Let's invest in real estate, found this house, closed the deal. Um, fast forward, we kept that home for about seven years and we ended up, um, renting it for a couple of years and then we sold it and made about $200,000. And so it was a killer deal um, that we had done. I knew real estate was where I wanted to be at some form. When you know we walked into this house and it was a flip, I thought, hey, I can do this. How do I do it? How do I get started? Um, so we started going to some different events. We, When I talk about that, it's just my wife and I, and we went to a Rich Dad Poor Dad event um, and started learning, okay, well, you know, there's people out here that are teaching us, how do we learn? How do we get educated? Um, And, and that's really where the journey began. Um, I found an amazing local group of real estate investors and got tied in with them and started learning how to do different deals. Um, 
I got into lending money. We ended up opening up a HELOC on our that primary residence, and we were able to lend um, doing some hard money type lending uh, for short-term uh, flips. And then we ended up buying a couple rental properties, um, and that's really what started it. And then, you know, as I fast forward into it, I look at it going, Kate, at first I was totally against being an agent and having my license. And I think a lot of us may feel that way in the investing side. And then I started to realize, well, um, why would I not do this? I, I had another guy that I was doing hard money loans with, um, or that I was getting the money for to go do flips. And he had his license and I just sat down with him. We became really good friends. And I just said, Hey, is it worth having? And he's like, well, why would you not have it? You're doing these deals anyway. Um, it gives you a little bit of an upper hand. You can get through some of the red tape a little bit quicker. There's not really any reason why you wouldn't have it. And it's an awesome thing because people are going to come to you because they know you do real estate and you have this clientele that begins to form. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it in a, in a nutshell. Uh, it's been a long, crazy journey. There's been lots of learning experiences along the way, but real estate is such an amazing resource and tool and vehicle to get you to where you want to go in life. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better as far as your journey and watching you be so successful, right. was what actually inspired me in the, in the first case. So uh, thank you for sharing your story. It's so fun to watch where you are now. You're such a rock star and I'm grateful to have you a part of our podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. The feeling is definitely mutual. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into you, Maylee. I mean, we met, gosh, it's been probably what, four or five years now. Yep. And you mentioned a little bit that, uh, you know, that's kind of how you got into real estate and how we connected, but tell us your story. Yeah. I mean, Gosh, some people, you know, I have a long story too. And just like you, your crazy car accident really sets you in motion of, you know, what's important to you, right? And that's kind of where my real estate investing journey began was, uh, so I was running a solar company in California. And this was, I guess, six years ago now. And uh, it was great, right? It was successful. I made a lot of money and I was our primary income earner in our family. And overnight knocking doors, you know, I was the best at knocking doors. I definitely, you know, loved it. Uh, but I stepped off a curb wrong and my left leg just like seized up. And from that point on, I was in a wheelchair for nine months. And during that time, well, I was our only income. So right, we lost everything. And it was, it was a really hard time. Hence the divorce, all sorts of crazy things happen. But that's actually when I found you. So uh, I was, you know, just on Facebook, you know, trying to figure out like, what do I do in a wheelchair? Like, how do I come out of this and still make really good money and take care of my family and give them a legacy, right? Because I always, that's why I wanted to make good money was so I could pass it on to my kids and not let them live, you know, grow up and poor and, you know, not know what to do with their finances. And so I actually saw one of your posts, right? It was just like, hey, have you ever thought about real estate investing? And you had you know, just bought your dream home in Oakley, right? You had just um, like all of your, you know, income, all of your expenses was paid for essentially. So you're pretty much like retired, right? At like 24 yeah. or something because your rental income paid for all of your living expenses. And I thought, oh my gosh, like how can this kid that's younger than me be crushing it, doing what I want to be doing? And he's off boating and fishing and you're, you know, you're just traveling. I was like, what in the heck am I missing, right? If he can do it, I can do it. So I did. I came down to one of your, you know, group uh, events and networking events. And I thought, oh my gosh, if this guy can do it, hopefully I can do it. <laughs> uh, 
And luckily I had a back surgery, so I recovered, right? I can obviously walk again and that's great. But during that time, I thought, gosh, I still don't, I, I can't go knock doors full time. I can't do that. Um, you know, my back couldn't handle it. So I can make phone calls though, right? I can negotiate like, like no other person, right? Like I can figure this out. And then I actually came to one of your flips. That's, that's kind of how I, we, we found each other and, uh, and you're running the numbers and going through how you do it, how you found it, how you were able to figure this out. And I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, this looks like a lot of work, right? It definitely didn't look easy necessarily, but I thought, okay, yeah, I can figure this out. And and it's the circle of influence, right? So it was our network. It was being able to ask all the right questions. Is being able to have the education to. So you weren't the person that had to tell me everything. You could point me, you know, in a direction. Be like, no, go watch your education, and then come back and ask me questions, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> and, and and that's really what it was. I took the time to figure it out, and from there I fell in love. You know, because it is fun. It's exciting. It's not the same ever, any day, right? <laughs> like it's yep. what's going to come at me today. Right? Like, oh, here, here we go again. But that's what I need to keep me because I'm definitely ADD. And I know you are too. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, gold. Oh, shiny object. What's that <laughs> there? Uh, so it definitely, and being an entrepreneur, right? We both understand that being an entrepreneur, there's ups and downs, and learning how to uh, leverage that to benefit us rather than like just saying, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's just, it's just business, right? It's real estate. So no, I'm excited to, to show now what we do and how we've done it. Right. Cause now fast forward after these five years of knowing each other, gosh, we have dozens and dozens of rental properties across the nation. And, you know, we we're on our 160th, I think real estate transaction. So it's a lot of transactions to, to be able to say, Hey, we've been able to do right. And we have a lot yep. of experience and I'm excited to have other people on the podcast too that have maybe even more experience than us. But to show you, you know, how I became an agent, similar to you. I mean, I didn't want to be an agent either. Right? Yep. <laughs> like, no, I don't. Because, and this is what we'll talk about too, is the pros and cons, right, of being an agent versus not being an agent. Yep. For so long, I heard, oh, you can't become an agent because then you can't say the same things as you could if you were just an investor or you, you're bound by so many more rules and laws. And like, yeah, <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't know why I thought it was such a benefit. Uh, can you think of really any reason not to be an agent if you're an investor? Not not now, as I look back, I mean, for so long, I, I think that's just what I was taught. And so that's kind of the mindset that I took, Yeah. Um, you know, because it's always how to invest in real estate without any money or credit or any, you know, extra resources. You don't need any of that stuff. But then I just started looking at it and, you know, as time went on, it was like, why? Yeah, exactly. Like you said, why wouldn't you want to be? <laughs> yeah. Because really in my head, I thought, and at first it was like a mind shift, right. Of being like, okay, so if I make a phone call to a homeowner and I'm trying to buy their house and they're going through foreclosure or whatever it might be, then I would have to say, right. Legally, you have to be like, Hey, I'm mainly, I'm real estate. Um, investor slash agent, right? I'm a real estate agent. You have to announce that on the door or on the phone call. Fine. If anything, I think that gains credibility. It's not just some random person that's homeless trying to call you and buy their house. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yep. if anything, exactly. I, now my phone call is more like, hey, I'm mainly I'm a real estate investor slash agent. And I have a buyer that's willing to pay cash right now for your house. Okay. Well, Hello. you know what I mean? Like, Pretty sure. yeah, it brings up an, 
Yeah, no, it brings up an awesome point. Let's talk about your journey getting into uh, becoming a real estate agent. I mean, I think a lot of people, I don't know about you, but a lot of newer agents that I talk to, or I see posts on Facebook or whatever, you know, they talk about their journey becoming an agent and how to be successful. I think you guys figured it out first because you had that investor mindset. And I think a lot don't, but share your experience of how you got into becoming an agent and starting your brokerage and and that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, so yeah, (laughs) so we decided, right. As a team, we're like, Oh, this is a really good idea. You know, we're going to come up with, cause Mike, we had a a lot of experience in door knocking. Right. And so we thought, Oh my gosh, why not create a team of door knockers that we can teach them how to negotiate. We can teach them how to, you know, make contracts happen now. So we had a group of like 200 people uh, that we would send out. Right. And it was scripts and phone calls. And we had all these people bird dogging, essentially these properties. Well, collectively we had about a hundred, uh, you know, properties coming through our, our group about a month, about a hundred properties that looked like pretty good deals. So then it was our job, right. To call them and negotiate and really to get them to say yes. But at the end of it, really what we were looking at is that 95% of the market, at least here in Utah, could say yes to us or could say, uh, would say no to us because, you know, divorce situations, they can't take a subject to, or they can't do a seller finance deal. They can't necessarily take a cash offer because now they have somebody else telling them that they can't Right, lawyers are involved and they can't keep the mortgage in place because they got to get rid of the house or, you know, so many scenarios that they couldn't say yes to our cash offer or our seller finance offer. And so because of that, it was like, well, then I guess let's just turn around and list it. Right. We didn't have our license. We couldn't. So we were just giving all of this money over to all these agents and making them a lot of money. And 5% of the market could say yes to us. So we were picking up about one to two deals a month, right? From that group. And that was great. But I saw, right? We saw a lot of money just like yep. wasted on the table. And I'm not a fan of, of wasting money. <laughs> not if I could be making it, right? So then I turned to Mitch, you know, my husband and I go, Mitch, uh, I need a brokerage. He's like, okay, like, Sure. You need a brokerage. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I need a brokerage like now. So one of our people at our group was uh, Dave Coker Hans uh, was a broker and he had been a commercial broker for quite a few years, like 20 years. And I was like, Hey, what are you doing with your broker's license? He's like, not really much. You know, just here and there I take on people. I'm like, partner up with me. Let's do this. He's like, okay. So we started a brokerage uh, called Manchester real estate and it was great. I mean, it was about six months in and we had spent a ton of money developing branding and just figuring out comp plans for all the agents and and recruiting the agents and you know doing all the things that brokers do and I feel like as an agent that's like our goal right is yep. to eventually become a broker well it's a lot of freaking work and all it became was me hand-holding a bunch of agents and training them and reviewing all their dang contracts and mind you I wasn't an agent at this time and I just owned half the brokerage. Like that was my involved. But I did all the work because our broker was also extremely busy. So between him and I, I mean, it was just that's all we were doing is reviewing contracts like all day and trying to give advice and like help them, you know, accomplish their goals and whatnot. And for five hundred dollar flat fee, that's what we were charging. No, I'm pretty sure that if somebody starts a brokerage, they are designed. It, brokers are broke. Like I think that's why they. <laughs> Like, yep, there's really no, no, it's true. 
right? It's like no benefits. So then uh, about six months after we had, you know, recruited all these agents and it was fun, fun and kind of taking off, you know, and people were really excited and deals were getting closed pretty quickly. Um, we went, I, I was just exhausted, right? It was a job. That's not why I became an entrepreneur. So I could have a dang job. <laughs> it was something yep. Help people, you know, make a difference in the community. Well, uh, so anyway, a, a group of people from EXP actually showed up and was like, hey, like, I know what you're doing is amazing and you're crushing it and, you know, all these great things and you just started your brokerage. But what if you could be paid like a broker and not actually have to take on the liability of being a broker? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> like, okay, that sounds fantastic. I want to be more involved. So that's kind of how we got started within uh, EXP. I genuinely adore not having to deal with any of the drama behind the scenes, right? I could just do what I do best, what you do best. And that is just talk to people, close contracts, recruit still, right? Do whatever you're going to do. Whatever you were going to do before is what you're going to do now. Uh, and I can still run our wholesale business. So that was the other thing that I feel like so many people, I don't know, maybe for you too, it was different, but were you told that you couldn't do wholesales if you were an agent? Like, Yeah, no, there's a lot of, I think, misconstrued conceptions of what you can and cannot do. And I think maybe that was part of the mentality in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It felt like your hands were tied in a way. Um, but as I started to learn more and understand both sides, you realized, hey, no, you still have the ability to do it. You just have to make sure that you're you're following the process and making sure you have all the documentation and everything you need so that if something happened, you could go back and say, Hey, look, no, here's the deal. And so really it was just, it's a, it's a almost a raise the bar to be a better agent. Right. Bingo. I think that's the the biggest key to it. And I love that you brought up, um, you know, EXP too, because I think one of the other questions that a lot of people have that I see in these different groups, and maybe again, you see the same thing, but they ask, well, how do I know what broker? I just got my license. How do I know what brokerage to pick? How do I know where to go and what to do? And my typical answer is, well, go somewhere that you have a lot of training and you have people that can mentor you or show you the ropes. And then two, um, yeah, well, that's essentially that's it. Have people that can be around you and support you. Training and support; those are the two things that make an amazing brokerage. And I think EXP fits that criteria in so many ways. I don't think I know based on you know again my research. I came from a smaller brokerage. I had a similar thing. It was a flat rate, um, flat rate per transaction type of deal. And so when I left, I was that was my biggest hiccup or pain point was okay. I'm going to a commission split structure versus a flat rate. Why would I want to do that? But in the big picture, what eXp offers as a brokerage, you have all the tools you could ever imagine more so than you could ever imagine. You have every resource available to you. You have amazing support training. um, And then you have the ability again to build your own brokerage within EXP, which is, again, that was my goal. I said, okay, you know, I want to get enough transactions. I want to go down the path. I want to open up my own brokerage. You know, I'll recruit a few agents and have them running in that brokerage. Um, But again, the headache and the liability and all the issues that went along with that, I saw this and said, hey, this is an awesome opportunity because I can have that without having to be a broker. Yeah, yeah. It's all the best things. And, you know, looking back to as, as an investor, why would you put, I mean, across the globe, right? Something that I want to make sure everyone recognizes is 
if you're going to be a business owner, you're not, you don't make much money if you're just a business owner, right? Or if you're just an investor, or if you're just, you got to have your eggs in multiple baskets, right? You can't just put all of your money in one thing because if you do, I mean, what if that tanks or what if the market changes or whatever it might be, if you're in a stock market and you put all of your stock into one thing, all of your money in one stock, how dangerous is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, very, very dangerous. Right? It's very dangerous. So diversifying your abilities um, and or your money and or your time is very advantageous for you. And so being able to look at an EXP model, and I encourage you to dive into it and look through all the pros and cons, but because um, I don't see any cons truthfully, but um, as far as the pros go, being able to say, hey, I'm investing in myself. I never have seen ever an opportunity where by doing what I do anyway, which is closing transactions, talking to people, do what I do, um, recruiting every once in a while, you know, ha- helping people do what we do, right? Getting them more involved. They can immediately g- earn stock in EXP and it doubled down. Did you see that recently? Yeah, yep. It's it split. Double. Yep, it's crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding me? So they give you money for just doing what you do anyway. So being able to diversify you know, it has a 401, right? That's super cool. Be able to have health insurance through an, as an agent. Most people go, okay, I became a real estate agent. Most people I talk to, I became an agent so that I could do investing. Yep. I hear this all the time. I wanted to become an investor and I thought the only way that I could become an investor was to be an agent. And now they're no more closer. Maybe they have a couple rentals, but that's about it. No one's retiring on two rentals. No one's retiring on even five rentals. Yep. No one. Right. So if that, if that's their model, which is, Hey, I want to retire on a couple rentals and they're going to be an agent until they die. Yep. Cause that's right. That that's, um, that's, that's the transaction where you get paid and then you are out of a job. Like you, you don't make money again if you don't have another transaction coming in. So yeah, that's true. Right. Unless you have residual money coming in, like you're never retiring. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, and I, and I think that's it, right? Especially in today's market, when you look at, you know, how tough it is, if you're just being a buyer's agent only, you put in an offer and you have 30 other offers and it goes for $40,000 over asking price and you're living that paycheck to paycheck still, that's very stressful and very difficult. And yeah. so you've got to fill in the gaps. I think, you know, I hope that's one of the biggest things somebody takes away from this this first episode here is if you are an agent, whether you're a brand new agent, you're a seasoned agent, don't just be an agent to be a transaction person. Be an agent to learn real estate and understand your craft and start to invest and use that tool and that skill to go out and build a long-term legacy. If you do that, everything begins to change and you become a better agent. How can you sell real estate if you don't own real estate yourself. And there's a lot of agents out there that do that. And hey, good for you. Uh, And I hope that you're successful. But still, being an agent that owns real estate or invests in real estate, you will be much, much, much more successful because you have the experience. You can talk the language. You can really level up with people and say, look, this is what it's really like. And this is why it's so important. Absolutely. No, I mean, and I love that you talk about... um, you know, being a better agent, right? So becoming a, and so announcement, right? So last week on our Flip and Sexy uh, web series, we announced that the education is free now. So what we used to charge people five, $10,000, you know, it's free now. So if you're looking for those answers on how to do it, well, you know, 
go to that channel, right? Go look, go learn, go, uh, go take advantage of the resources that we put out there for you. We use that every day. That's, you know, it's stuff that we actually do. It's not just making up random stuff, right? It's actually proven hundreds of, you know, of students across the, uh, the nation have been very successful because they took advantage of paying for the education, but now it's free. No excuses for anyone. Take advantage of that. Um, and that's what this podcast, right, is is hopefully going to do for a lot of people. It's giving them uh, encouragement and inspiration that they can do it too. And because we're going to go through the entire process, right? So part of why we're, we, we're encouraged to do this from so many of our viewers is because it's one thing to listen to it, right? And her a teacher telling you how to do it. Uh, but it's another thing to be behind the scenes, be part of the experience of an agent investor and be, be involved with seller finance deals. How do you structure one? How, why would you even structure one? Well, it's because you can serve more clients, frankly, and you can serve yourself. I want everyone to put on a hat of me first. Be yep. selfish, right? Be selfish in the fact that uh, every deal that comes across your desk, I want you to look at it as an opportunity for yourself. Is this something that I could make money with? Can I partner up with an investor that wants to do the same thing? Hold it as a long-term rental, you know, flip it, whatever it might be, be a part of our network, share the deals with us, right? We can help. Um, and I want them to look at it personally first. Yep. Then if it doesn't make, per, you know, run all the numbers, if it doesn't make sense and that means, then be like, oh yeah, I, I can help. I should sell this property or I can, you know, bring a buyer in and they should buy this property because it's a good opportunity for them. But be selfish, right? We need yep. to take, every, look at every deal as though it could be an opportunity. If it's not, it's not. And that's okay. Oh, shucks. I have to list it. Or, oh, shucks. One of the best things I ever heard, right, was sometimes the best deal is the one you don't do. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of those. <laughs> yep. Lots, right? <laughs> and that's, yep. you know, that's such a great um, feeling to know that by meeting with a client or whatever, and I'm going through, you know, I have a, I have a listing appointment here in just a minute, actually. And, uh, and you know, originally when we were talking, I thought it'd be a fantastic fix and flip, right? I thought it'd be a phenomenal fix and flip. His parents or his mom just passed away. Really sad story, you know, uh, but he wants to just unload it. You know, we're doing a state sale, all this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, right? If I just take this off his hands, then he doesn't have to worry about any of it. And he's already stressed out of his mind, right? How great for me to just come in and be like, here's cash. Don't think about it. Move on, right? And that's yep. a lot of times what we do. But in this case, it didn't make sense, right? The numbers just weren't there. I ran all the numbers and he can get pretty much full value the way it is because of the crazy market. So great. You know what? After, at the end of it, I just went, well, yeah, we'll just list it. <laughs> oh, yucks. I'm just going to list it, right? Like, $780,000 home. No big deal. We'll just list it. It's fine. It's a piece of cake. <laughs> Having a backup plan, again, it goes back to the investment side, right? If you're just an agent and you miss out on opportunities, you have to be able to pivot. You have to have a different lens to look through. Mm -hmm. If you get so focused on the box and one strategy or one path, you are going to end up dead ending really, really quick. And so when you, you know, like you mentioned, the education, that's a perfect place to go to check out the flipping sexy real estate number one, the YouTube channel where you guys sh showcase the different houses that you're flipping, but also the flipping sexy real estate education page where you can go and learn how Mitch Maley and I uh, and many others have gone into the investing world and added that to our tool belt to add more value to the clients. And 
yeah, again, you become a better agent. You become um, more financially well off because you have different avenues of generating revenue and you can solve more problems, which that's why we are all entrepreneurs is to solve problems. That's it. Because if you can solve a person's problem, there's always going to be money for you. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll always get what you want. Zig Ziglar, right? Amen. It stands the test of time and being in it for the right reasons, right? Wanting to help people. That's, I want to say that most people became an an agent, right? Or uh, because they do, they care about people or people person, you know, if you're not a people person and you became an agent, you need to develop people skills. (laughs) Yep, totally. totally. You need to be able to solve people's problems. And if you have all these tools in your resource belt, you can solve any problem, right? No matter what somebody throws at you, be like, oh, let me think about that. Hold on. Let me call Maylee, right? Let me call Dave. (laughs) Like, hold on, actually. Ah, I don't know how to solve this. And we want to be that um, uh, for you, right? We want to be that resource and network or, hi, baby. Hi. (laughs) We got a special guest coming to join us. Oh, it's super sweet, baby deal. <laughs> but no, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. That's, that's really what it comes down to. You've got to be prepared. And the more prepared you are for the situation, the better you can serve. Yeah. And we do it for these guys, right? For our kids, yeah. you yeah. know, it's generational wealth. And definitely I want to take, you know, our next podcast, I would actually like to take a second and um, you know, dive into just the theory behind that. You know, I love your story buying the Rockefellers. And, you know, I love when you go through all of that. I would love for you to share that with us um, because generational wealth, hands down, it allows us to think bigger than ourselves. If yep. we're constantly only thinking about money, well, it limits us from a lot of things in life. But when we start to think about what we're giving back to the community or generationally, that's when all of a sudden it moves you, right? It, it fills your gut full of inspiration and desire to go out and do hard things because we do things every day that most people probably wouldn't do on it you know like yep totally agree and we just have to be willing to do those things to to inspire people right and to actually make a difference in this world so anyway we're really excited podcast uh but again behind the scenes right so let's talk about what they're going to see in this podcast like what can they expect yeah great question so Again, if you're a new agent, a seasoned agent, an agent investor, what you're going to see in this podcast is the real behind the scenes from what it looks like on a transaction side to using some of these different strategies, whether it's seller financing or contract for deed um, or looking how to find and do a flip or run numbers, whatever it is, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about how to get your offer accepted in this crazy market and how to stand out. We're going to talk about what it takes to be a successful real estate agent uh, as well as an investor and sharing different deals. Um, Really everything you could ever imagine when it comes to the behind the scenes of what it's like to be a real estate agent. Uh, If you know anybody that's an agent or your brokerage, I mean, have them check out this podcast. It's going to be a great resource, a great tool. And again, make sure to check out um, both the Flip and, Six, Flip and Sexy Real Estate YouTube channel, as well as the education channel, because there's so much valuable information there that can help you become the best that you can.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Flippin' Sexy Real Estate Agent Experience Podcast. Please tune in to our next episode. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It means more than you know, and we'll see you on the next episode.